Pamela Wright never thought it would happen again. Only much later, the myopia of grief having blurred, did she marvel at the cruel swiftness with which her world had crumbled with a simple, unexpected knock on the door. She never saw it coming, never expected it, though she probably should have. She'd been visited by tragedy before, had learned that hard lesson a long time ago. Her mistake had been in thinking it couldn't happen again, that lightning never strikes twice, allowing herself to be cradled in a false, flimsy sense of security was inexcusable and was something she vowed would never happen again. It began as one of those days in the ER of Chicago's University of Illinois Medical Center, the kind that made Pam ache to race home and lie around in her pajamas, watch one of her old romance DVDs, indulge in the forbidden comforts of a bag of artery-clogging chips and a glass or two of wine. She had almost, but not quite, felt guilty about her little plan as she climbed the steps to her two-bedroom townhouse, the day thankfully behind her. If it had been one of those crazy, adrenaline-infused ER shifts of car crashes on the lakeshore or gang shootings from the south side— the kind of tragic stuff that was fertile ground for medical heroics, she'd still be jacked up. Jacked up and throwing on her jogging shoes instead of rooting around in her fridge for leftover spaghetti and meatballs and trying to decide between sleepless in Seattle or while you were sleeping. But there'd been no such luck. Instead, the day had been a dreary, soul-sucking one and her exhaustion was more mental than physical, because she'd finished her shift with zero sense of accomplishment, zero sense of having helped anyone in a meaningful way. Hmm, she thought. Meg Ryan or Sandra Bullock. Both were cute and wholesome and girl-next-door-ish, exactly the kind of woman Pam secretly pined for but never had the time, the energy, or the brazen confidence to pursue. A dog could be cute and wholesome, too, and she had a much better chance of sharing her life with a chocolate lab than a Meg or a Sandra, she mused. Pathetically, that idea was okay with her at the moment. Pam placed the plate of spaghetti in the microwave and poured a glass of Cabernet Merlot, silently saluting the fact that tomorrow would be a much-needed day off. It'd give her plenty of time to cast off the agitation of her shift, which had started out with Mr. Schiffler, a long-time two-pack-a-day guy with a bad case of emphysema. He was on a dozen or so medications, but he'd decided days ago that he was tired of the pills. So he quit them. Predictably, his breathing had deteriorated, and he was in the ER early this morning, wheezing and coughing like a man gasping his last breath, which, in all likelihood, he was. She'd filled him with steroids, antibiotics, given him a nebulizer treatment, and after all that, he still needed to go on a ventilator. Totally frustrating and futile. Then, a 15-year-old kid had come in by ambulance. Alcohol poisoning. 
Following that, there were three successive patients complaining of mysterious back injuries, and could she please just prescribe them some Oxycontin, and they'd be on their way. Just a few pills, Doc, to get over the worst of it. And those were the highlights of the day.